We did have an amazing interview. I have to tell you, she sent me the questions late last night that she wanted to pursue. I was so impressed. The questions are really great. They were very thoughtful questions. They pointed to someone who is a thinker and someone who is reaching for, you know, the spiritual ground you and I have talked about and worked on. She comes out from that ground, the, the, the ground of self-inquiry. This is the perfect way to start your day, start your business, start your life, change your mentality, understand where your powerfulness comes from. She can help you get there. She gives great advice. She has so much wisdom, so much that you can learn from her. I feel more powerful, in control, and more creative after listening to Sabrina's podcast. I wish I were creating this podcast. Welcome to the Success with Sabrina podcast, sponsored by Time Strategic Consulting Group. Hear from successful businessmen and businesswomen and how they became successful, sharing tips and techniques with you to foster change and build success with ease and flow, helping you overcome your toughest trials and biggest challenges to finally go for it and make money and create the epic life that you deserve. To get more information about our consulting, public speaking, and business success membership club, go to www.timestrategic.com. Welcome to Success with Sabrina podcast. Today's guest is a best-selling author and one of the most sought-after speakers on the planet. I'm lucky to call him a mentor and a friend, and I'm so excited to talk to him today. So welcome, Roger Salam. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yes. So Roger facilitates world-class mastermind events all across the globe. The National Academy of Best-Selling Authors awarded him Thought Leader of the Year Award. And he's also the founder of Equity and Health Utah, which is a turnkey real estate investing Inc. 500 fastest growing company with clients in 13 countries. Roger has delivered over 10,000 professional talks and his mission is to empower entrepreneurs to achieve financial freedom and lead a purpose-driven, fulfilling, and happy life. Roger, I love your definition of success. And since the name of my podcast is Success with Sabrina, can you share with our audience what the acronym success means to you? I, and I think it also changes over time. And as we um, grow and mature, things different things mean different things. But I think that if you want some classic definition, it's really the realization of some worthy goals as, as we go along. And so those goals are changing and there will there'll come a time, like I say that Dr. Stephen Covey, before he passed away, The Seventh Habit, Seven Habits of the Highly Effective People, he wrote a uh, book called The Eighth Habit. Do you know what The Eighth Habit is? You know, I actually was gifted this book, and I have it right there on my bookshelf, but I haven't read it yet. <laughs> um, habit number eight that he calls it that there will come a time in your life when significance becomes more important than success. Mm -hmm. Habit number eight is leaving a legacy. Mm -hmm. 
leaving a legacy so that you you come into your life that at one point perhaps making million dollar 10 million 100 million billion dollars is that your you know success and now you make your decision based on not how much money will it make this venture or this thing it is what will my children think mm-hmm. what will the community think what will the country think yeah. what will my legacy when i'm gone with this so your your decision is not based on the success of it the how do i maximize profit and i have my latest venture is my mission is to help 10,000 low income americans achieve the american dream of home ownership yeah and i i interview investors so we take investors come and we we create turnkey um completely hassle free real estate passive income portfolio for investors but i tell them right on the first interview before they give us the money that look i am not i am not here to maximize your profit i'm here to give you an excellent return better than you can get in market for the most things however that's not my objective here's my mission my mission is this so if you are not on board with my mission if you are here to you know 10x your revenue and and that's go buy bitcoin <laughs> you know go do some other other investing this is not that game i don't want to take your money and i i promise you this is a serious interview when we ask people with that question because a given simple example that if we an investor buys a house these are low income houses for $40,000 mm-hmm. and the house the repair value after repair values let's say $80,000 and we're going to find a buyer on behalf of the investor because it's completely turnkey they bought us from 40 we will probably sell it for 55 60,000 to the homeowner because we want the homeowner to have the rest of the equity so i'm not going to and i will back into the equation to make sure that the investor has a 10 12% return so it's a very healthy respectable return but i could sell them to maybe 65 75 but no that's not my objective i said if you're not happy with that 8 to you know 8 to 12% return this particular program is not for you you're not a philanthropic investor because we want to leave some for the other homeowner and they earn that by sweat equity so yeah. they do the fix up anyway anyway i just digress i just gave you I love example. it i'm giving you an example that that's where i am right now so my success right now is helping these 10,000 families that without us they will remain a renter for the rest of their lives because they're in a vicious cycle of poverty that they can't get out of it without our help. Yes, so you're setting them free with this system which is really great. Yes, so which is one little way there are many things to do. It's not I'm not you know doing every part of it, but at least a critical part because every statistics have shown the children of homeowners and a neighborhood that's homeowners versus renter is a completely different neighborhood you know it and i know it and your listeners know it also that if you have one street there are majority owners that street would be very different yes i mean i i lived in my neighborhood and in in tampa that i remember the, the owners is when they're walking if i'm speeding they will just they will put their hand up that hey this is my neighborhood and they will kind of 
and, and, and I'm like, okay, I slow down. <laughs> yes, absolutely, absolutely. I remember the first time I met you. Actually, I was um, I was told by a friend uh, in common that we have that I needed to come and meet you because he was going to be there, and he and meeting you was a must. You know, and he didn't take any excuses at all, and um, you know, this big real estate guru guy. And that's all I knew about you, you know. And I was actually driving on my car and listening to Napoleon Hill audiobook. <laughs> so that was what I listened to all my way uh, from Miami to Tampa. And when I got there and we started speaking, you know, we definitely like connect and spoke the same language. And, um, and you know, and this is just an example of your integrity with life and how it has to be a win-win for you. And the generosity that I see um, it, it comes across in every business endeavor that you do. So I love that about you. And today I wanted to take the little bit of time that we have to focus on two things, uh, was to touch a little bit on success because you are so big in personal development and you, um, you dedicate your life to study it. So I know that you can benefit our audience with, uh, some, I guess, some tips and tricks on how to live a better life, how to, to be happier. But also because I know you're the JV king, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and some of our our listeners don't even know what a JV is. But before we even begin talking about JVs, if you could define it, like what is a joint venture, short for JV? From the joint venture side, and if you if you ask me that first first half of your question, that maybe one tip for the greatest success principle, and I'm a student of success. And I, my mentor, Tony Robbins, got me started in the path of studying success since 1989. And I have lived with really one principle. This is the fastest success principle. And this is who you associate with and listen to will determine your destiny. Who you associate with and listen to will determine your destiny. So the fastest way, fastest way for you to change your life is change your circle of friends, change your circle of, if you're not getting the kind of results that you want in your life, then look at who are you surrounded with? And then easiest way for, for me is I go to different seminars. I am a self-admitted seminar junkie. <laughs> seminars anonymous. <laughs> literally, I, mean, I, rem I literally vividly remember you when you first came to my house and you stayed you, you know, at the living room, I, I can visualize us talking, having long hours of conversation because we just hit it off. And so well, you drove from Miami and then I remember you telling me about listening because those are the kind of people I want to hang around with. That you spend four hours driving, feeding your mind. You've been listening. My mentor, Tony Robbins, I didn't. You started reading about Tony Robbins at age 12. Who does that? You're weird. So, but that's exactly all successful people. They're weird in their own way. They just don't follow the, you know, the beaten path. They go off the beaten path. And when everybody's reading, you know, children's book, you're reading your mother's book that she left there and you know, unlimited power and waking the giant within and all these other things. So that's that's just my one and only, if I had time just for one. So let's go back to joint venture. 
if you want the classic definition of joint venture, that what what is uh, what, what is joint venture? I'm going to share with you what is joint venture. Joint venture is a business opportunity that gives you the chance to make an unlimited amount of money in a very short period of time without spending any of your own money or without taking any risk in marketing. And to to show you that how important joint venture is and some of your listeners, they may know the name Jay Abraham, and he's one of the world's top, top marketing guru. And I met him again through Tony Robbins, first introduced me. And he has been interviewed and he knows you know, hundreds of ways to make money in marketing, uh, marketing techniques. And he said, if you were marooned in an island and you lost everything and you could only use one technique to rebuild it, get it all back, and what would you use? And he did not call it joint venture. What he called it is if I were to lose everything, I have no money, nothing, and I'm marooned in an, in an island, I would come back using only one strategy. And that's all I need. He called it endorsement marketing. Yeah. Endorsement marketing is another name for joint venture because joint venture is that what I'm telling you is that you can grow your business without spending one cent on marketing or advertising. But the key here is my other principle is that the quality of your life is the quality of your relationships. So we're here on this podcast because of our relationship and because I did build another relationship so uh, that they had to say a few kind words about me to you. Because of that relationship, you you came to my life. So when we're doing joint venture that he called endorsement marketing, meaning that I have a tribe and you have a product or service that is right fit for mine, then what you have to do is build a relationship, said, hey, how about I come and do a value add session for your tribe for free? Mm-hmm. That I'm not there to sell you. I'm there to tell you that he did the, the six, 10 success principles, let's say success in podcast. Uh, then at the end, those who want to learn more, I have a event coming up, I or I have a home study course, whatever we agree on. But what I'm going to be doing for you to come on my webinar to my tribe, I have to endorse you. Mm-hmm. I have to get on and introduce you that today my I have a great person who's going to be talking about blank. And I met her I, well, the first time I met her. Da, 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 I'm telling my personal story or I'm telling your credibility piece that I am so excited to have her here. So what that endorsement does is all of my credibility goes, my tribe will just give you the benefit of doubt. Mm-hmm. So when my friend told you about me, so all of his credibility from me to it went to you. So he said, no, then I should meet him. And when this friend, I respect someone, I respect this person. And this person is telling me that no excuse, you've got to meet this person. So I'm getting on the horn and I'm saying, hey, you have to listen to her. I have, you know, I've been trying to get her. And this after she's so busy, she finally gave me some time today. We're going to do this. So at the end, when somebody buys something from that, 
your event, your product, your service, whatever it is, you didn't have to spend one dime. And the other part of the joint venture is revenue share. And here's one other thing I find is that people don't mind. People are generous when somebody brings them money first. Mm-hmm. Instead of paying up front, they'll negotiate. But hey, you just brought me a dollar. I didn't even, I wouldn't even have this dollar. I could easily give you 50% because 50% of something is better than half 100% of nothing. <laughs> exactly. If you're trying to get a dollar from me, I will negotiate no 75 cents, no 25 cents for doing it. But I wasn't. So that's what, in an essence, joint venture is that we are coming together and one is endorsing the other. Mm-hmm. And, and what's interesting about this is the fact that you mentioned that a lot of people don't even call it joint venture. Um, one of my guests uh, who is going to be on this podcast really soon, he is the owner of Stark and he has a technology company based off of New York. And um, one day we were talking about JVs and um, and he didn't even realize that he did JVs all day long with Microsoft because his product is a technology product. And when I mention it and, you know, the term is just a term that sometimes is, is not really clear. But there's so many people doing joint ventures out there. And it's, it really is the most underutilized marketing strategy um, in the world today, I would say. So I'm so excited to share with all of you uh, all of this uh, knowledge about JVs and how you can also benefit and profit from these opportunities that are everywhere if you're just asking the right questions, like Roger says all the time. So Roger, did you... I know... I believe you didn't really set out to become the JV king. Um, how did this come about? When was your first JV deal? And why do you stick around it and keep doing it? It started, um, you know, it's roundabout way is that I started that I'm a student of success. I study success and I'm always looking for the silver bullet. And is there one thing that, um, but the thing is that there's no one silver bullet, but the closest I came to, is the concept when I was reading Think and Grow Rich one more time and that he talked about the concept of mastermind being the highest principle for success. So I said right there, right here, Napoleon Hill uh, in 1908, Andrew Carnegie commissioned him to study the most successful people of his era and said to find out why are these people successful. And he came up with 17 principles, 14 are supporting principles and three are uh, foundational principles. And as a result of that study was the book, Think and Grow Rich. And out of the principles of three foundational principles, that means all the successful people had these principles. Principle number one was definiteness of purpose, which is knowing what you want, that we have clarity. Once you know that, principle number two of achieving it was he called it the principle of mastermind. And I immediately said, if that is it, then I need to master mastermind. And I started 2006, 2007 with another friend, uh, my mastermind group called the Winner's Circle. And Winner's Circle, now these are uh, very uh, expensive. We started with 10,000, then became 15,000, then became 25,000 annual membership. And how do, and we were thinking that how do people monetize? Because they don't, when we pay something, we go to a seminar, whatever we buy, uh, investment, we need to get an ROI. So I'm a very ROI-centric mastermind. And I said, wow. So the fastest way they can 
get that return is through joint venture. And all these people, the I remember the first 12 people, it started strictly as a real estate mastermind group. So all the real estate gurus, you'd have you, not just an investor, you'd be a real estate guru to join back then in 2007. So when they came about, so one guy did wholesaling, one guy did asset protection, one guy did rehabbing, one guy did you know, all the different aspects of um, real estate. So the people who have a wholesale client base, all his or her student is wholesale. He doesn't teach them how to do rehabbing. Right. So then joint ventures that if the guy who does the rehabbing guru, if he comes out and does a joint venture, with, let me teach your students how to do rehab. And then, of course, he teaches them Then some of their students say, well, I want to learn how to rehab. Then they go to his class. And then this person says, oh, your people don't do wholesaling. So let me teach you how to do wholesaling and make quick cash. So then some of their students, oh, I want to learn how to wholesale. And now, and these are, and some of them become mentoring students for these people. So that if they get just one student, they have paid for the entire whole year's mastermind with just one joint venture webinar, or they both do live events. So they invite to each other's live event. Or you come and speak at my event. Are you available on April uh, 23rd, 24th, 25th? Yes. Okay. You come to this and they, oh yeah, are you available on, on May 27th? I'm doing a one day. So they invite to, that's how the mastermind, the joint venture started for me. Yeah. And I have, of course, the membership grew from 12 and so I have done more joint venture and have become more sophisticated in JVs that now when, like for my last mastermind at sea, and now I don't, I can tell you exactly that out of small group of about roughly last year was 80 people, um, 84 people was at the mastermind. There was 341 mastermind created joint venture by their own admission. Wow. So we have a process that when we get, and then we ask you that if I meet you and there's a question that, hey, Sabrina, do you want to uh, do a joint venture with Roger? And there's yes, no, maybe, or N-A. That it's not applicable. No, no, Roger does manufacturing, you know, nuts and bolts. I know nothing about it. That's not my... I'm, I'm not, it doesn't even apply. Forget about maybe. It's just NA. So you answer yes, no, maybe. So then I introduce you to six people and they answer that question. Then I get those answers. And if they circle yes, then I give those to you. Said, hey, Sabrina, you met six people because I don't want you to ask them point blank. Hey, man, do you want to do a joint venture with me? Because that's too abrasive because most people don't want to tell no to your face. They want to be nice to you. So I don't want you to even put them in an uncomfortable position because you just came to my mastermind at C and you met them for the first time. And I want you to build relationship, not sell them. Hey, I want to, can I, can I sell my product to your group? No. So I asked that question and without putting either of you, and I'm going to ask you the same, you're meeting, you've met, and you, they told you each other who, what you do. And you go, oh my God, I want to do a mastermind. I want to do a joint venture with Sabrina. So they circled yes. 
And then both of you get, if you meet 84, so if you meet 83 other people, how many of those 83 people say that they're going to do JV with you? Then I add up all the numbers, and that was 349. Wow. Those are amazing numbers. Very, very, so it's a process. We've become more sophisticated. And so in one event, that many joint ventures were potential. No, of course, not all of them materialized, but they are willing to do it. Now it's up to the two of you. It's not up to me because both of you say you want to do joint venture and then now go. And, and that's the other part of the facilitation I teach that before you leave the cruise, now get your calendar out and then schedule it because we're all busy. Once they leave here, it's hard to, so for seven days, you're at sea, you know exactly how far they can go to find them and, and get on your each and, other's. And connect, which brings me to a very important aspect uh, for those of you that are not, that have never done a JV deal, but want to get into this kind of situation. What is the JV mindset? Because that's going to set people up for success. So what is it that they need to be focusing on when thinking about a JV mindset? If I were to give you one word for JV, the one word, like what J. Abraham called it endorsement marketing, I call joint venture. The word is leverage. The word is We did have an amazing interview. I have to tell you, she sent me the questions late last night that she wanted to pursue. I was so impressed. The questions are really great. They were very thoughtful questions. They pointed to someone who is a thinker and someone who is reaching for, you know, the spiritual ground you and I have talked about and worked on. She comes out from that ground, the, the, the ground of self-inquiry. This is the perfect way to start your day, start your business, start your life, change your mentality, understand where your powerfulness comes from. She can help you get there. She gives great advice. She has so much wisdom, so much that you can learn from her. I feel more powerful, in control, and more creative after listening to Sabrina's podcast. I wish I were creating this podcast. Welcome to the Success with Sabrina podcast, sponsored by Time Strategic Consulting Group. Hear from successful businessmen and businesswomen and how they became successful sharing tips and techniques with you to foster change and build success with ease and flow, helping you overcome your toughest trials and biggest challenges to finally go for it and make money and create the epic life that you deserve. To get more information about our consulting, public speaking, and business success membership club, go to www.timestrategic.com. Welcome to Success with Sabrina podcast. Today's guest is a best-selling author and one of the most sought-after speakers on the planet. I'm lucky to call him a mentor and a friend. And I'm so excited to talk to him today. So welcome, Roger Salam. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yes. So Roger facilitates world-class mastermind events all across the globe. The National Academy of Best-Selling Authors awarded him 
Thought Leader of the Year Award. And he's also the founder of Equity in Health Utah, which is a turnkey real estate investing Inc. 500 fastest growing company with clients in 13 countries. Roger has delivered over 10,000 professional talks and his mission is to empower entrepreneurs to achieve financial freedom and lead a purpose-driven, fulfilling, and happy life. Roger, I love your definition of success. And since the name of my podcast is Success with Sabrina, can you share with our audience what the acronym success means to you? I, and I think it also changes over time. And as we um, grow and mature, things different things mean different things. But I think that if you want some classic definition, it's really it's a realization of some worthy goals as, as we go along. And so those goals are changing. And there will there'll come a time, like I say that Dr. Stephen Covey, before he passed away, the seventh habit, Seven Habits of the Highly Effective People. He wrote a uh, book called The Eighth Habit. Do you know what The Eighth Habit is? You know, I actually was gifted this book, and I have it right there on my bookshelf, but I haven't read it yet. <laughs> um, habit number eight that he calls it that there will come a time in your life when significance becomes more important than success. Mm-hmm. Habit number eight is leaving a legacy. Mm-hmm leaving a legacy so that you you come into your life that at one point perhaps making million dollar 10 million 100 million billion dollars is that your you know success and now you make your decision based on not how much money will it make this venture or this thing it is what will my children think mm-hmm. what will the community think what will the country think yeah. what will my legacy when i'm gone with this so your your decision is not based on the success of it. The how do I maximize profit? And I have my latest venture is my mission is to help ten thousand low income Americans achieve the American dream of homeownership. Yeah. And I I interview investors. So we take investors come and we we create turnkey, um, completely hassle free real estate passive income portfolio for investors. But I tell them right on the first interview before they give us the money that, look, I'm not, I'm not here to maximize your profit. I'm here to give you an excellent return, better than you can get in market for the most things. However, that's not my objective. Here's my mission. My mission is this. So if you are not on board with my mission, if you are here to, you know, 10x your revenue and, and that's go buy Bitcoin, <laughs> you know, go do some other other investing. This is not that game. I don't want to take your money. And I, I promise you, this is a serious interview when we ask people with that question, because I give you a simple example that if we an investor buys a house, these are low income houses for forty thousand mm-hmm. dollars and the house. The repair value, after repair values, let's say $80,000. And we're going to find a buyer on behalf of the investor because it's completely turnkey. They bought us from 40. We will probably sell it for $55,000, $60,000 to the homeowner because we want the homeowner to have the rest of the equity. So I'm not going to, and I will back into the equation to make sure that the investor has a 10, 12% return 
So it's a very healthy, respectable return, but I could sell them to maybe 65, 75, but no, that's not my objective. I said, if you're not happy with that eight to, you know, eight to 12% return, this particular program is not for you. You're not a philanthropy investor because we want to leave some for the other homeowner and they earn that by sweat equity. So yeah. they do the fix up. Anyway, anyway, I just digress. I just gave you an I love it. I'm giving you an example that that's where I am right now. So my success right now is helping these 10,000 families that without us, they will remain a renter for the rest of their lives because they're in a vicious cycle of poverty that they can't get out of it without our help. Yes. So you're setting them free with this system, which is really great. Yes. So which is one little way. There are many things to do. It's not, I'm not you know, doing every part of it, but at least a critical part because every statistics have shown the children of homeowners and a neighborhood that's homeowners versus renter is a completely different neighborhood. You know it and I know it and your listeners know it also that if you have one street, there are majority owners, that street will be very different. Yes. I mean, I, I lived in my neighborhood and in, in Tampa that I remember the, the owners is when they're walking, if I'm speeding, they will just, they will put their hand up that, hey, this is my neighborhood. And they will kind of, and, I, and I'm like, okay, I slow down. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I remember the first time I met you, actually, I was, um, I was told by a friend uh, in common that we have that I needed to come and meet you because he was going to be there and he, and meeting you was a must, you know, and, he didn't take any excuses at all. And, um, you know, this big real estate guru guy. And that's all I knew about you, you know. And I was actually driving on my car and listening to Napoleon Hill audiobook. <laughs> so that was what I listened to all my way uh, from Miami to Tampa. And when I got there and we started speaking, you know, we definitely like connect and spoke the same language. And, um, and, you know, and this is just an example of your integrity with life and how it has to be a win-win for you. And the generosity that I see, um, it, it comes across in every business endeavor that you do. So I love that about you. And today I wanted to take the little bit of time that we have to focus on two things, uh, was to touch a little bit on success because you are so big in personal development and you've, um, you dedicate your life to study it. So I know that you can benefit our audience with uh, some, I guess, some tips and tricks on how to live a better life, how to to be happier. But also because I know you're the JV king. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and some of our, our listeners don't even know what a JV is. But before we even begin talking about JVs, if you could define it, like what is a joint venture short for JV? From the joint venture side, and if you if you ask me that first first half of your question, that maybe one tip for the greatest success principle, and I'm a student of success, and I my mentor Tony Robbins got me started in the path of studying success since 1989, and I have lived with really one principle. This is the fastest success principle, and this is who you associate with and listen to will determine your destiny. Who you associate with and listen to will determine your destiny. So the fastest way, fastest way for you to change your life is change your circle of friends. 
change your circle of if you're not getting the kind of results that you want in your life, then look at who are you surrounded with. And then easiest way for, for me is I go to different seminars. I am a self-admitted seminar junkie. <laughs> I seminars anonymous. <laughs> literally, I, mean, I, rem- I literally vividly remember you when you first came to my house and you stayed, you, you know, at the living room. I, I can visualize us talking, having long hours of conversation because we just hit it off. And so well, you drove from Miami and, and I remember you telling me about listening because those are the kind of people I want to hang around with. That you spend four hours driving, feeding your mind. You've been listening. My mentor, Tony Robbins, I didn't. You started reading about Tony Robbins at age 12. Who does that? You're weird. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's for sure. So, but that's exactly all successful people. They're weird in their own way. They just don't follow the, you know, the beaten path. They go off the beaten path. And when everybody's reading, you know, children's book, you're reading your mother's book that she left there and, you know, unlimited power and waking the giant within and all these other things. So that's, that's just my one and only, if I had time just for one. So let's go back to joint venture. If you want the classic definition of joint venture, that what, what is, uh, what, what is joint venture? I'm going to share with you what is joint venture? Joint venture is a business opportunity that gives you the chance to make an unlimited amount of money in a very short period of time without spending any of your own money or without taking any risk in marketing. And to, to show you that how important joint venture is, and some of your listeners, they may know the name Jay Abraham, and he's one of the world's top, top marketing gurus. And I met him again through Tony Robbins, first introduced me. And he has been interviewed and he knows, you know, hundreds of ways to make money in marketing, uh, marketing techniques. And he said, if you were marooned in an island and you lost everything and you could only use one technique to rebuild it, get it all back, and what would you use? And he did not call it joint venture. What he called it is if I were to lose everything, I have no money, nothing, and I'm ruined in an, in an island, I would come back using only one strategy. And that's all I need. He called it endorsement marketing. Yeah. Endorsement marketing is another name for joint venture because joint venture is that what I'm telling you is that you can grow your business without spending one cent on marketing or advertising, but the key here is my other principle is the quality of your life is the quality of your relationships. So we're here on this podcast because of our relationship and because I did build another relationship so uh, that they had to say a few kind words about me to you because of that relationship, you you came to my life. So when we're doing joint venture with that he called endorsement marketing, meaning that I have a tribe and you have a product or service that is right fit for mine, then what you have to do is build a relationship Said, hey, how about I come and do a value add session for your 
tribe for free. Mm -hmm. That I'm not there to sell you. I'm there to tell you that he did the, the six, 10 success principles, let's say success in podcast. Uh, then at the end, those who want to learn more, I have a event coming up. I, or I have a home study course, whatever we agree on. But what I'm going to be doing for you to come on my webinar to my tribe, I have to endorse you. Mm -hmm. I have to get on and introduce you that today my I have a great person who's going to be talking about blank. And I met her. Well, the first time I met her, da, 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 I'm telling my personal story or I'm telling your credibility piece that I am so excited to have her here. So what that endorsement does is all of my credibility goes. My tribe will just give you the benefit of doubt. Mm -hmm. So when my friend told you about me, so all of his credibility from me to it went to you. So he said, no, then I should meet him. And with this friend, I respect someone. I respect this person. And this person is telling me that no excuse. You've got to meet this person. So I'm getting on the horn and I'm saying, hey, you have to listen to her. I have, you know, I've been trying to get her. And this after she's so busy, she finally gave me some time. Today, we're going to do this. So at the end, when somebody buys something from that, your event, your product, your service, whatever it is, you didn't have to spend one dime. And the other part of the joint venture is revenue share. And here's one other thing I find is that people don't mind. People are generous when somebody brings them money first. Mm -hmm. Instead of paying up front, they'll negotiate. But hey, you just brought me a dollar. I didn't even, I wouldn't even have this dollar. I could easily give you 50%. Because 50% of something is better than half, 100% of nothing. <laughs> exactly. If you're trying to get a dollar from me, I will negotiate no 75 cents, no 25 cents for doing it. But I wasn't. So that's what, in an essence, joint venture is, that we are coming together and one is endorsing the other. Mm -hmm. and, and what's interesting about this is, the fact that you mentioned that a lot of people don't even call it joint venture. Um, one of my guests uh, who is going to be on this podcast really soon, he is the owner of Stark and he has a technology company based off of New York. And um, one day we were talking about JVs and, um, and he didn't even realize that he did JVs all day long with Microsoft because his product is a technology product. And when I mentioned it and, you know, the term is just a term that sometimes is, is not really clear, but there's so many people doing joint ventures out there. And it's, it really is the most underutilized marketing strategy um, in the world today, I would say. So I'm so excited to share with all of you uh, all of this uh, knowledge about JVs and how you can also benefit and profit from this opportunities that are everywhere if you're just asking the right questions, like Roger says all the time. So Roger, did you, I know, I believe you didn't really set out to become the JV King. Um, how did this come about? When was your first JV deal? And why do you stick around it and keep doing it? It started, um, you know, it's roundabout way is that I started that I'm a student of success. I study success and I'm always looking for the silver bullet. And is there one thing that, um, but the thing is that there's no one silver bullet, but the closest I came to, 
is the concept when I was reading Think and Grow Rich one more time and that he talked about the concept of mastermind being the highest principle for success. So I said right there, right here, Napoleon Hill uh, in 1908, Andrew Carnegie commissioned him to study the most successful people of his era and said to find out why are these people successful. And he came up with 17 principles, 14 are supporting principles and three are uh, foundational principles. And as a result of that study was the book, Think and Grow Rich. And out of the principles of three foundational principles, that means all the successful people had these principles. Principle number one was definiteness of purpose, which is knowing what you want, that we have clarity. Once you know that, principle number two of achieving it was he called it the principle of mastermind. And I immediately said, if that is it, then I need to master mastermind. And I started 2006, 2007 with another friend, uh, my mastermind group called the Winner's Circle. And Winner's Circle, now these are uh, very uh, expensive. We started with 10,000, then became 15,000, then became 25,000 annual membership. And how do, and we were thinking that how do people monetize? Because they don't, when we pay something, we go to a seminar, whatever we buy, uh, investment, we need to get an ROI. So I'm a very ROI-centric mastermind. And I said, wow. So the fastest way they can get that return is through joint venture. And all these people, the, I remember the first 12 people, it started strictly as a real estate mastermind group. So all the real estate gurus, you'd have not just an investor, if you're a real estate guru to join back then in 2007. So when they came about, so one guy did wholesaling, one guy did asset protection, one guy did rehabbing, one guy did all the different aspects of um, real estate. So the people who have a wholesale client base, all his or her student is wholesale. He doesn't teach them how to do rehabbing. Right. So then joint ventures that if the guy who does the rehabbing guru, if he comes out and does a joint venture with, let me teach your students how to do rehab. And then, of course, he teaches them that some of their students say, well, I want to learn how to rehab. Then they go to his class. And then this person says, oh, your people don't do wholesaling. So let me teach you how to do wholesaling and make quick cash. So then some of their students, oh, I want to learn how to wholesale. And now, and these are, and some of them become mentoring students for these people. So that if they get just one student, they have paid for the entire whole year's mastermind with just one joint venture webinar, or they both do live events. So they invite to each other's live event, or you come and speak at my event. Are you available on April uh, 23rd, 24th, 25th? Yes. Okay. You come to this and they, oh yeah, are you available on, on May 27th? I'm doing a one day. So they invite to, that's how the mastermind, the joint venture started for me. Yeah. And I have, of course, the membership grew from 12. And so I have done more joint venture and have become more sophisticated in JVs that now when, like for my last mastermind at sea, and now I don't, I can tell you exactly that out of small group of about roughly last year was 80 people, um, 84 people was at the mastermind. There was 341 mastermind created joint venture by their own admission 
Wow. So we have a process that when we get, and then we ask you that if I meet you and there's a question that, hey, Sabrina, do you want to uh, do a joint venture with Roger? And there's yes, no, maybe, or N-A. That it's not applicable. No, no, Roger does manufacturing, you know, nuts and bolts. I know nothing about it. That's not my, I'm, I'm not, it doesn't even apply. Forget about maybe. It's just N-A. So you answer yes, no, maybe. So then I introduce you to six people and they answer that question. Then I get those answers. And if they circle yes, then I give those to you that, hey, Sabrina, you met six people because I don't want you to ask them point blank, hey, man, do you want to do a joint venture with me? Because that's too abrasive because most people don't want to tell no to your face. They want to be nice to you. So I don't want you to even put them in an uncomfortable position because you just came to my mastermind at C and you met them for the first time. And I want you to build relationship, not sell them. Hey, I want to, can I, can I sell my product to your group? No. So I asked that question and without putting either of you, and I'm going to ask you the same, you're meeting, you've met, and you, they told you each other who, what you're doing. You go, oh my God, I want to do a mastermind. I want to join venture with Sabrina. So they circled yes. And then both of you get, if you meet 84, so if you meet 83 other people, how many of those 83 people say that they're going to do JV with you? Then I add up all the numbers, and that was 349. Wow. Those are amazing numbers. It's very, very, so it's a process. We've become more sophisticated. And so in one event, that many joint ventures were potential. No, of course, not all of them materialize, but they are willing to do. Now it's up to the two of you. It's not up to me because both of you say you want to do joint venture and then now go. And, and that's the other part of the facilitation I teach that before you leave the cruise, now get your calendar out. And then schedule it because we're all busy. Once they leave here, it's hard to. So for seven days, you're at sea. You know exactly how far they can go. So find them and, and get on your each other's. And, and connect, which brings me to a very important aspect uh, for those of you that are not, that have never done a JV deal, but want to get into this kind of situation. What is the JV mindset? Because that's going to set people up for success. So what is it that they need to be focusing on when thinking about a JV mindset? If I were to give you one word for JV, the one word, like what J. Abraham called it endorsement marketing, I call joint venture, the word is leverage. The word is leverage. So what you're doing, what I'm doing when you're doing a joint venture is we're leveraging each other's assets. So I, your asset is that your knowledge base, that you, you know something that my people want to learn and it will make their life better. And then what you're leveraging is my tribe. So first thing for your mindset is just uh, learn what can you, don't be just so uh, narrow focused that only thing you can leverage and is to how you can make money. Of course, you can... You've heard of OPM, right? Yeah. OPM is other people's money. But what else can you leverage? Can you leverage other people's time? Mm -hmm. Certainly, because time is money. Can you 
can you leverage other people's reputation? Can you leverage other people's space? Can you leverage other people's advertising? All of those things. Because if somebody has a newsletter going out, can you just, it's already going out. They're going to mail that out anyway. It doesn't cost them anymore to put your ad in it. So you said, okay, put my ad, just leveraging your space. If they have an office, can you take their part of their office space? Can you leverage the distribution? Can you leverage their sales force? They have a sales force and you don't. So you just you leverage their sales force. Now with their sales force, it's complementary. All of those things must be there. Can you leverage their technology? Can you leverage their credit? I have the whole program, whole program in real estate where I leverage other people's credit, not their money. Because mm-hmm. people didn't have their money. But I said, all right, with my bank, after I get X number of loans, they will not give me any more loans. So if I join venture with you, then, hey, why don't you buy this house with me? I'll put up the down payment. You bring your credit. So now after we sell the house, we're going to split it after the expenses. So I'll get my down payment back and whatever the profit is, then we split it. But now you just did not leverage any of your, not one single dollar. You leveraged your credit. So similarly, open your mind to leverage other people's talents. What else? Access. Other people's memberships. If somebody, I do these things, I'm going to another city to do a meeting, and I want to do a meeting at a nice place, and I always like to do things at an exclusive venue. So I find out uh, what's a great country club there, and who among my friends over there, who has access to the membership, the country club. So they can go and reserve a room for me. And now I can tell my uh, people that are coming to see me, hey, come to this private country club. That positions you very differently when you're meeting them, uh, not at Denny's, but mm-hmm. at this private country club. Mm-hmm. So, they, so you can leverage people's underutilized resources. You can knowledge their database. Pretty much you can leverage everything. So what does it take to do successful joint venture deal? First of all, this is you don't need any experience, money, contacts, education, specific background, particular age, race, color, none of these things. What you need is first, what you're talking about is the right attitude mm-hmm. and your preparedness to learn good work ethics, follow through. It must, must focus on creating value for others. So the mindset is of that, how can I add value and get rid of your ego? So you don't need anything at all to make money doing joint venture. It's already there. So you just get paid for the value you create for other people. And you could, through that, when I say I really mean it, that means you don't need nothing. You don't need the knowledge, the experience, and make money. Because if I know you and I have another friend, I can just connect the two of you. I don't know any. I just connect the two of you and you do joint ventures and I can get a small fee for connecting the two. That could be a flat fee. That could be a percentage. That could be backing. All kinds of, that's another aspect of joint ventures, the negotiation of uh, dues, I mean, um, the fees. So basically is you get paid for the value you create for other people. And that value is not just in money. That value could be in terms of enhanced lifestyle. 
a solution to a problem, a removal of pain, achievement of goals, and of course, make more money. And there's all these old, old myths, what I call, that hold you back, what are, and Tony would call it the limiting beliefs that, hey, it takes, it takes money to make money. I don't have it. It takes a long time to make a lot of money. Hey, you have to um, take huge risks to make a lot of money. Oh, this is so, I hope everyone listening to this is taking note of this because this is definitely a golden nugget that all these limiting beliefs that we have about our lives and our business and how long it takes and what you really need, it's all, it's all in your head. I love that. I love that so much. So this completes the first session or the part one of this interview with the amazing Roger Salam. I am so excited for you to listen to part two. So be on the lookout for next week's part two of with Roger Salam. Thanks for joining us today. To join our free Facebook group and access the links and resources mentioned in the shows and much more, go to www.sabrina-gagnon.com. That is G-A-G-N-O-N. You will become a member of a private Facebook group dedicated to providing the best practices, skills, and strategies to grow your business. And remember, we all have natural advantages that comes from our instinctive power. You are perfectly created to accomplish so much. Let's challenge the status quo and create a business and life you love. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.